happy say in the Caribbean. Um, hello to everyone who is uh, tuned in or who's just tuning in. If you're just locking in, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Kako Tea. It's a Sunday evening here in Toronto. The sun is still shining bright outside because, you know, when the weather is getting up to or closer to summer, we have longer summer days, um, which I appreciate because it gives you a lot of time to do a lot more stuff, a lot of more outdoor stuff, especially since you hibernate during the winter. But we're here and she's look at her checking out herself and flexing her muscles. My guest is here. <laughs> My guest is on with us. I was just eating some popcorn. I knew I was so, ready. Yes, you're ready. So just, um, I'm just eating some popcorn. So I might have some corn on my teeth, so don't feel no way. If you see, um, if you see me like trying to like figure out my, what's going on in my mouth. Um, but what we do on the show, we like to um, get a little bit, wait for the viewers to come on, get a little bit of interaction with the viewers. And so then... I'll see who they are though. Yeah, yeah, they will definitely say who they are. They'll say hi. You'll see their names. You'll see, they might <laughs> tell you where they're from. If you have um, fellow people coming on, they'll also see you and, and be able to say hi. Um, I just wanted to let everybody know I am so tired today. Like, it's not even funny. Like, I don't know if you can see it on my face, but I'm super duper tired. I sit up late trying to edit last night's show, which I still didn't get to finish. But anyways, that's another story. Um, but we're here today and I have an amazing guest here with me, uh, all the way from Tuni to the Bones. Yes, um, she's in the house and we're getting ready to start off another episode of Kako Tea. I just want to, uh, remind you guys, if you miss the show, don't worry. You can always go on my website later on and, um, well, in 24 hours and actually listen to the live show on my podcast. And that is on, um, that's www.jljoseph.plog.com. So um, you can always just go on there. Again, let me tell you, it's jljoseph.com forward slash plog. Correction. So yeah, so you can go on there. Um, my guess, all of her social media handles are above. So if you click above, you will see all her social media handles. You can follow her on Facebook, follow her on Instagram. Uh, she's doing her thing. And we're getting ready to get started. We got a few people coming in. Anthony Badwill says, hi. Hi, Anthony. How you doing? I um, hope you're having an awesome Sunday. Um, and of course, just keep coming, guys, and interact with us. You have your caco tea? Me? Yes. That's how you pronounce it? Yeah, no, I pronounce it caco, you know? That's a that's our Dominican way of pronouncing it. Uh-huh. All right. Well, yes, I have. What? what, what you have a brown mug, eh? I have a brown mug. It's very what? generic. It's kind of whatever, and it was in the store, so you kind of pick it up. Because I like it. No, it's my deco. Yeah. You like the earth tones? I do. Because it matches everything. I used to be like that. I loved earth tones for the longest while. And now I'm more black and white. <laughs> I'm just like black and white and gray. A lot of that. Going and on. Yeah, I could see that. Yes, yes. I yeah. love loving the gray. gray. And there's gray in the background. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm more that I'm more that kind of kind of gal now and I and I like the black and white and gray because I can put any 
um, punch of color in there. Like I could put the teal green or I could put the mauves. I could put the yellows, like the bright yellows, and it looks just the same. As It just looks great, right? So we're getting ready to get started. Um, my guest is here, and we're going to get um, rumbling right about now. Crystal, who joins me in Trinidad, who is, she's actually in Trinidad right now, is a bikini athlete and a fitness model for Trinidad and Tobago Bodybuilders Federation. Uh, she yes. started her passion for fitness in 2008 and has since competed in the sport of bodybuilding, bikini fitness category A, um, that is the class A category. Uh, she took first place in her first local show that was back in 2016. And uh, she showed a lot of, I mean, great potential for presenting that's TTBBF. In June of 2017, she placed first and also took the overall competition title for bikini in the more advanced local competition that took place back in September, that's last year. She gained the second place. And uh, she actually plans to compete uh, on a few, a few different competitions coming up soon. Her first international show, the Ben Wider Legacy Cup, was held in Toronto. That was yeah. October of last year, where she placed seventh amongst, uh, let's just say, a lot of females from around the world. Uh, she's been featured in the Trinidad Express newspaper. Uh, she constantly shares her um, experiences in the fitness world. She writes recipes for the Trinidad Guardian newspaper. She's also currently sponsored by the renowned supplement brand Allmax. Her local sponsors within Trinidad and Tobago consist of Hub Box Grocery and Fitness Apparel Limited. I think she's, she might be rocking something from Fitness Apparel. Yes, look at that, look at that. Always have to run. <laughs> and, and she will be representing Trinidad and Tobago on an international scale. She has a few competitions coming up this year. She'll tell us a little bit about that. I'd like to welcome to Kako Tea for the very first time, Crystal Khan. Hi, Crystal. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Besides the fact that I am a little tired, but you know, tired never stop nobody, especially yeah, I'm where I'm concerned. But you look lovely. Thank you. Thank you. I am just gonna. I like to start off the show by telling folks how I know my guests. And being a fitness model, probably they might look at me, me who's pleasantly plump and say, ah, how she know her? She, she, they, they know where she know her. Well, I met Crystal. We were doing, uh, we, we both did aesthetics at the same school. Um, yeah. And I met Crystal the first day of class. I remember we had to introduce ourselves and they, we had to introduce ourselves using a poem or a song, and she sang, I'm a little teapot, shut and stuff. Every time you come late, whenever you come late, she would make you sing a song. So yes. I figured the only song I could really could think of off the top of my head. So I just did it, and then it got to the point that I wasn't even late, and she would be like, Chris, you have to come and sing the song. And I'm like, but I'm not late, though. I'm here. So, yo, that's. 
song with share of the entire class. So we really appreciate you being the little teapot for the entire duration of our aesthetics course. However, yeah. um, Crystal and I were the, not the only two full-blown West Indian. When I say full-blown West Indian, everybody's mixed with something in Toronto because that's how it is. Uh, so you might have like a, a, a parent who's from this um, Caribbean island or, or the other. But Crystal and I were both like representing our countries. So she represented representing Trinidad and I'm Dominican. We're in a school in Canada with um, a bunch of Caucasians and we we could not at some time we would we just clicked because we could relate to each other. Yeah, you know, I have to together for sure for sure where music was concerned we stuck together you know and she, crystal was doing her program faster than I I girl i'm not even gonna get into that let's get into it okay so so crystal was fast tracking her program and i was doing half days so i would work the other half of the day and Crystal was doing um, doing her her program for the full day, so she'd do the full day because um, you wanted to get you wanted to be done quicker. Now, yeah. what? Because we were so tight, like we would wait for each other at the bus, um, take the bus together and stuff. She would, which would sometimes study together. Now she would always have more notes than me because she'd get the notes from before. So she'd give me her test, me her test papers. Yeah. And we'll be studying together and stuff. So here's what happened. So we had, I think it was a skincare um, class. Exam. It was some exam. I don't know when, which one it was. But one, of the, one of the tests. It was papers. so easy. I did the exam. I think, yeah, I probably did well. Because I mean, oh gosh, it's like we were writing common entrance. So it was a real basic thing in Trinidad. So they gave me back the paper. So I mean, I give it to you, right? Turns out the teacher gave the same test like <laughs> the day after. And I, I had the paper because I was, of course, reviewing. Now, I made no secret because I wasn't trying to cheat or, or hold back. It was no secret that I had the paper because I was like, oh, my God, like, she gave the exact same test. And I had the paper and I ended up in the dean's office. And of course, you know, little Miss Dominican had to plead her case because I was like, <laughs> I was not cheating. I am not a cheater. I've never cheated in my life, right? Um, you need to blame your teacher for being too no, damn lazy that she didn't want to. Accent. All your feelings so damn stupid. I can't do this exam on my own anyway, though. Really? <laughs> you know what I mean? Listen. Education in Trinidad and the Caribbean is on a different level to Canada sometimes, you know. I don't understand what it is. <laughs> if you do like, you're not going to label me as a cheater because I made no secret that I had the paper. That is even how you found out because I could have shut my mouth and say nothing and do my test. You understand? And keep it moving. But I was just like, oh my God, 
like it was fine though. I mean, they 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 suspended me for like three days, but I just went to Trinidad and just had a great time. <laughs> went back in uni, so I was just like, well, all right, it's, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we have we do have a really nice history. Um, Crystal since went on to do um she did other courses. You know, you did the the um. Uh, permanent eyebrow um yeah, yeah the and then and then you moved to the states I and did. did did aesthetics um in the states because the states they do the big state board exams and well, stuff actually, i really ended up doing it in the states i did go to do the exam but i really didn't find that the standard the sanitation standards were very, very low and strange compared to what we were taught in Canada. So I actually just pursued my MBA in management instead. Yes. So, yeah. So I remember you, you, you know, being in Miami. And when I had my first son, Crystal was like down the street from me in Miami, which is like so weird. And yes. she's like, I'm coming by. You know, she came by and we have... It's funny because sometimes, you know, you, you meet up with people in life and you lose touch, you go your separate ways. It's like, whatever. But we've, re we've remained friends, like not just friends on Facebook or Instagram. We communicate via WhatsApp. Uh, Crystal knows like every freaking Trinidad artist, soca artist there is. <laughs> so if you are soca artist, and you're popular, Crystal knows. So whenever I'm in the same area code as a so-called artist, I just ask Crystal, who's there? She's like, oh, I go link you up. I go get your tickets. I go get... <laughs> oh, my God. I guess it's pretty poppy and part of the whole, like, in the industry as a model. You know, you uh -huh. kind of just end up at different events. And then me, I did stage management mm -hmm. for a little while. So I used to attend a lot of different events with synergy tv down here so i got to know a lot of the different artists just from the interaction and i told you i had to yell at a couple of them because if they weren't on stage by x time i have to be like yo come on really look at you look yeah. at little you bossy yeah they'd be looking at me like what what do you have on here even most recently when Cass performed in dominica crystal messaged me and she goes yeah you need to check him eh? because he needs to get in touch with somebody on island and blah 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 and she she like we are communicating back and forth and then he messages me and then i'm like crystal you are just a case and the half when we've gone when my boyfriend was working out in trinidad you know i think he, he attended uh when one of your things you were modeling for a band or something of that sort so he attended oh, and, toronto some, no in trinidad in trinidad and then we linked up in Trinidad again when I visited Trinidad. So we've always stayed in contact. And I must say, she's she's one of the people I can call my friends. And I'm so happy to have you here on the show with me today. I hardly ever get emotional. But can I tell you, when that hurricane hit Dominica, listen. It broke my heart to see your video and to just to see the video end up like going viral in Trinidad too. I was like, yo, that's my friend. <laughs> I know. know. Yeah. I know, I know. And it was very nice. You know, you kept reaching out. Like that. 
kept reaching out and stuff. But I'm I'm so glad to have you here. But you know what? We've I've said told everybody who you who you are to me. Who is Crystal to Crystal? Um, I'm not really sure. I don't really like that question. Yeah, like generally, I just how do you answer that question? Because I have an idea as to who I think I possibly am. However, it's perception to mm. other people. I mean. I, me, I like plenty stupidness, right? I am like a natural born comedian at heart. Um, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an entertainer. I mean, I take after, I take after my father. And I mean, those that know him and he likes to do his little Rasta videos to get his points across and whatnot. Yeah, so I definitely, you know, as girly and thing as I might look sometimes, trust me. I really don't really know how to answer that question. How do you answer that question? Really and truly, you know. <laughs> oh gosh, I want to know about little Crystal. Crystal between the ages of six to sixteen. What type of girl were you growing up? I was a tomboy. I wanted to be a boy so bad that I used to dress like a boy and like play all like the boy sports. Like I used to fight. I remember a time I think me and my brother got into a fight and like I ended up busting his mouth and daddy was just like, yo, you really need to, you really need to chill <laughs> with this fighting. When I was that age, one of my best friends was this guy named Mikkel. Like he lived like the street next to me and he and I used to sit down next to each other in class. But can I tell you, he and I used to be up to so much damn mischief. We always used to get licks. Back in the day when they used to let teachers beat children with learns and my hand forever sore. <laughs> yeah, I just really was just a very carefree spirit, very, you know, just out and about all the time. And But I just, you know, I was always into sports. Just, yeah, I mean... Trouble a me, tomboy, huh? a tomboy, and a troublemaker. That's cool, Daddy. Give him a lick. Some for some shipping. So I went into it. So I mean, I don't know. It was, like, it was like raising two boys, you know, me and my brother at the time. So, <laughs> what did you when you decided to go to university? Give us a little bit of background about um, in terms of your university education. Uh, well, my bachelor's is in economics. I did that at the University of Western Ontario in London, Ontario. Um. That was just so surreal because that is such a male-dominated program that I was always one of the few, let's say, like three girls out of like 25 to 30 men in the class. Mm -hmm. So it was a very, very different experience to just have to be in such a, a, a little program like that. And I mean, to some extent, I mean, the guys wouldn't really like, you know, they'd be kind of cocky with the information. They wouldn't really like help you out with these things, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, I remember a time too, I was doing an exam for microeconomics, right? The one that pretty much everyone hates because all the mathematical calculations you tend to have in it. So I had this professor, I think he was like from Russia or something, right? So this exam now, like the whole entire class pretty much failed. Right, mm. it was not bad. I don't know. I don't know what kind of Russian maths this man decided to come with, but what he gave us in the class was not in that exam. So I went and I talked to the man because I'm not taking that. Right? So he's like, Oh, in Russia, we don't use calculators. I'm like, listen, this is Canada. Yeah, we we use calculators here. So I don't know where you come from. <laughs> we can't use no calculators. So 
Yes, I kind of just let him have, have, you know, have it. But did you get what was kind of nice? What was kind of nice about the program is if you get less than sixty-five percent, they would raise everybody's marks because they had to maintain a sixty-five percent average. Unfortunately, so if you do well, everybody's marks get brought down to maintain the stupid sixty-five percent average. So that used to really, really piss me off. So if I were to ever apply to like any jobs or anything, or you know, like graduate schools in Canada, they'd be like, "Well, you stupid," because why it is your average is generally like a C. But I heard you explain to like, well, for some reason, the department thinks it's a good idea to have a sixty-five percent average for this program. I'm not really sure what what they, but whatever, you know. So, going from that system to then doing my MBA in Florida under the American system, it was like completely different. It was just like you know, once a week they test in you. It's a little bit more like realistic scenarios. Um, so you never really felt as though like you were like struggling. Because in Canada, and same as like in Trinidad, all you have is a midterm and a final. You didn't really have much chance to help yourself. Okay. Which okay. is, I find that not really realistic, to be honest. Very, very, so, very, very, very. Um, yeah, so once I did my MBA in management, I had a very, very fabulous experience. Like, I was kind of a little bit of a school nerd. Uh, I, was, I was president of the Economics Association on campus, and the dean was actually because every student association had a teacher that oversaw their activities and whatnot. So we I and I was I was grateful to have the dean of the business school as my mentor, basically. Wow. So um being part of that program, I was able to actually host a lot of different events to teach students economics, finance, etc., like different courses, like little mini things and whatnot. But honestly, but the thing though is like when you provide food, everybody just come for the pizza and there's like leave. So <laughs> you know how everybody used to stay and I'll be like, but this is for free and this is for y'all. I mean, come on, man. So that was a little frustrating. But they had one time I actually approached the dean because we were trying to think of new exciting incentives, like different ways to get the students to come out to these events. Mm-hmm. So I think I had like a bunch of ideas. So I saved the best one for last. Right? This was probably, I want to say, like 2012, 2011, 2012. So it's like a little while now, right? Mm-hmm. I told him, I find that we should have an economic debate on the costs and the benefits of the legalization of marijuana. He busts out laughing in his office and he was just like, you know what? What kind of business school would we be? if we didn't host such debates. He's like, whoever it is you need for us to fly in for this, we will pay for it. And I was and like, really? And who did you fly in? I went through like about a, a list of like um, economists that pretty much were for the, the initiative because there's a lot of different research and papers and articles talking about the economic benefits of legalizing it. In terms of the cost, the revenues, etc., what they could put the money towards, what now? Now we're actually starting to see, for ourselves, with all of these different states legalizing it. Yes. So if top economists like Milton Freeman, all these different people, Nobel Prize winners, there's a list of like 500 plus economists. That was this was like in 20, like 2010, 2012. I was I was looking into this, and you know, it was it was nice to make it happen. Another little geeky moment that I had, I was also part of this student group called the Strategic Forum, 
where they, the, the school basically picked only 12 students to be a part of this forum. One Friday every month, some of the top businessmen, like presidents and CEOs of some very top companies in the United States would host their meeting at NOVA, and they invited us to basically attend these meetings. They flew us to New York and everything. I got a private tour of the Empire State Building. It was just, it was just quite, quite an experience. All I had to do was just maintain a 3.5 um, GPA, which I pretty much did. I had to have an impressive resume. And um, I would say that the New York trip really just opened up my eyes to a lot of different things. I even, you know, roomed with um, one of the other females in the student group. And she and I are still very close friends, if not best friends up to this day. Mm -hmm. You know, so Nova was uh, was definitely a, just a different set of experiences, but it's about seeing the opportunities that these places and these schools have to offer and reaching out for them. Because a yeah. lot of students complain, oh, um, these schools are nothing for us, etc., etc. But you have to seek things out and you have to achieve that. You can't just lay back and expect things to just come to you. I know. They I expect know. it fed to them again. Yeah, now, I have, I have a question for you. In addition to all of the academics part of your education, you also decided that you wanted to do aesthetics yeah. and medical aesthetics. And what actually brought that on? Um, I remember being like 19, 20 years old and still kind of unsure as to what I wanted to do with my life, just as everybody else at that age. And I remember this girl making a comment. She's like, oh, you look like you could, you will be doing stuff with like, you know, pretty things and whatever, and like spa stuff. And I'm like, spa stuff? I guess you're not going to check it out, see how it goes. But if I want to open a spa, I, I was, or any business, I'm the type that I want to understand everything from like the ground up in terms of the foundation, the basics. So I was like, I want to go to beauty school and I need to learn, every, you know, I need to learn the system the standards, the different procedures, etc. So therefore, when I hire staff, you can't tell me this is how it's supposed to be. I'll be like, no, this is how I want it done. Okay, bossy. <laughs> I made sure I understood everything, and I believe the school that we went to really taught us sanitation, standard, quality. Ellen, what is her name? Ellen, pop it up, pop it up, us. Yeah, with her bright red lipstick. Oh my god, she was amazing. I love this woman. Yeah, man. She really uh, went in and told us, like, taught us everything we needed to know about bacteria and and disinfecting and, <laughs> and uh, what grade uh, hospital grade um, stuff to use. She was just really, she was an amazing lady. Um, but I, I, yeah, I can really see, you know where that came in now in terms of the aesthetics aspect of it what did you actually go on to do with that ah uh, wow well as you know part of our program essentially is what we actually had to seek out internships um and whether it be at a spa or a plastic surgeons uh well i chose a plastic surgeon depends why you did that book, but mm -hmm. um you could have gone wherever so I, I there was one in forest hill that i used to basically work out for a little bit to get the experience so i really really took everything into the medical aspect 
how he had everything set up, etc. The, all the information, the things that he taught me. Um, and then I combined that with one of our teachers. I don't know if you remember Lori from Antigua. She <laughs> looked at my hands and she's like, Crystal, you know you'd be, what you'd be good for? And I'm like, what? She's like, micropigmentation. I was like, what's up? She's like, uh, tattooing, makeup. I think I'm like, people's tattoo makeup? What do you know? You know what I mean? <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, let me go and check that out. You know, so I went and checked it out, did the course and everything, did some training in Florida, et cetera, over the years, got advanced in the different techniques, came to Trinidad. Um, I worked at a project management firm for about a year, saved all of my money and basically put it towards starting my medical spa. So right now, my is medical assistant spa owner and I you know I wouldn't say I do much of the aesthetics I can't tell you when I did a manicure and a pedicure I prefer not to do that um but when it comes to the micropigmentation I would definitely say that is my forte because that's I get the most bookings for the tattooing the microblading the scalp areola like I mean I have even male clients I would come and talk to the areola because they would have lost pigmentation from chemotherapy or from different issues and whatnot so at least it's nice to at least to help people in that in that aspect as well too and then some people of course do it purely for cosmetic reasons which is fine to each as own. what makes you happy just do it so yes wow. i up a, a medical spa and what's kind of nice though the the information that i got or that we got during our like with skin etc that really created like a nice basis for for certain things and then when i was at nova i was a research assistant for a professor so i would help her actually put together her journals and whatnot and there actually are journals out there with my name on it because i would some of these these journals don't tell them i really <laughs> i knew exactly how to go to access certain information scholarly information actually peer reviewed like legit stuff not like wikipedia and that nonsense okay so i used to spend a lot of my free time doing research on like the link between like diabetes and carbohydrates and sugar and acne etc etc so that is also where i developed the understanding of how everything we put into our bodies essentially affects our skin and our, our wellness and just how we are because i mean everything we put into our body our body uses to re to in a sense repair or also destroy based on what you're feeding it mm -hmm. um so all that information was able to help me in my fitness journey 